Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every episode we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I am Jasmine. And I'm also in a very interesting place right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am in Catty's house. My house! Ta-da! Yay! Finally back in England after like three years of being stuck in Hong Kong. So... Mm-hmm. It's good to be here. It's good to it be is. back. And that also yes. explains uh, if this sounds a little bit weird. Because <laughs> there, might, there might be a slight slight little echo, but yeah. um, I'm trying to like lean back from the mic as much as possible when I'm not talking, so at least it shouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> yeah, because we're just like at opposite ends of my lounge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make it work. <laughs> the things we do for you guys, honestly. Yeah. <sighs> So, Catty, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, Jasmine. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm getting used to the uh, weather, the good old English weather of rain and rain and the odd bit of hail. Um, <laughs> although the weather's much nicer uh, in Liverpool than it was in Manchester, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, everything's nicer in Liverpool than it is in Manchester. Yeah, I must say, I I did not enjoy it. I, I just, yeah, like I've spent like the past like, two days here basically just shopping and stuff and I love it I love Liverpool but in, in Manchester and me didn't really gel very well I witnessed <laughs> I witnessed a robbery at a co-op which was fun <laughs> any details please so basically I was there with my mother it was about 9 9 p.m on a Monday right and my mum insisted that she needed lettuce for her <laughs> for her lunch the next day so um so we're we're going to the shop and my mom's at the front of the shop and she's looking at all the chocolate and stuff and I'm like mom come on let's get the lettuce let's go home I'm tired I think we'd only been in England for about three days so I was very jet lagged I was dying and um we get to the back of the co-op and then we hear this like scuffle at the front literally right where my mum was standing about five seconds before and um, suddenly we just hear these guys going, hey, hey, stop, stop. And we hear these bottles smashing and then another massive like crash, like someone was being thrown on the floor. And we look and there are these two lads running out the shop. And on the floor is just wine bottles, just pools of wine everywhere. There was some red wine, which this little boy thought was blood. And he was not, it was not, <laughs> yeah, oh, he was dear. just, yeah, it was really scary. And oh. um, these fucking idiots at 9 p.m. on a Monday were trying to steal lottery tickets. They had <laughs> smashed, literally, they had picked up, they'd ripped off the wall the plastic tub full of the national lottery tickets smashed it on the ground taken like three fistfuls each and fucked off down the road (laughs) like what like if you need money for your drugs that's a shitty way that's still a there's still a chance you'll lose why wouldn't you just rob someone like a normal person then just risk losing it all. I don't understand. Anyway, plus they wasted wine, so mm. already terrifying. But anyway, yes, that's been my uh, 
exciting first couple of weeks in England. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Glad you're having it's a good time. Good. Yes, I am. And it's so nice to be back here with Cathy, recording an episode in person. We'll wow. figure out the the details a bit more to make yeah. it a bit a bit less <laughs> convoluted. <laughs> next. I I'm I'm like literally hanging off the end of Katty's sofa. Well, because right we've now. never done it before. We've always been in different countries. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 a new skill. It's mm-hmm. a new skill for us. So I'm very excited. Yay! And then we're going to uh, watch a lot of TV. Oh yes! I'm going to make <gasps> so Jasmine watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Um, <laughs> About time! I can't wait. What and else? Then, what else was on our list? Um. Our flag means death. Yes. But I have to say that I've already watched it and it <gasps> emotionally it. destroyed me. Well, there's only 10 episodes and as soon as you start watching it, you can't stop. And She's um, so mean. I'm obsessed with Restar being Taika Waititi. I just but... want to be Taika Waititi. Like, I know. His entire career is amazing. <laughs> it so, is very, very colourful. Yeah, it's, pretty, so it's pretty great. If anyone, if anyone knows him, tell him to hit me up. <laughs> just just fyi in case you didn't know katty's a big fan oh yeah katty's a big fan <laughs> a big fan a big like fan. Mm. a big yes fan. so yes. yes 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 anyway um <laughs> so katty what do you have for us today so today i have a, a very very interesting an interesting one for us which I'd never heard of until I saw like a random story on the internet about it so it is the Rollwright Stones Mm, I too have never heard of this actually no you have well I mean you have heard of it because we did try to record this about about three days ago but but I did not look it up so I'm very proud of it. Still be a yes. I mean, also, I forgot what it was called pretty much immediately (laughs) because I have the brain of a goldfish. So, Mm. um, yeah. So, the Rollwright Stones. uh, My sources for this were Wikipedia, StoneCircles.org.uk, RollwrightStones.co.uk, WorldHistory.org, HistoricUK.com. Folkrealmstudies.weebly.com. Do you remember Weebly, Jasmine? Oh, all too well. All too well. <laughs> Britishfolklore.com and StevettEvans.wordpress.com, which is someone's name, mm. which is very difficult to pronounce. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> mm, We're not sorry. linguists. No. Okay, so. The Rollwright Stones are a complex of three separate Neolithic and Bronze Age monuments near the village of Long Compton on the border between Oxfordshire and Warwickshire in the UK. The three monuments, constructed close to one another, date from around 2500 and 2000 BC, denoting a continuous tradition of ritual behaviour on the sacred ground which has lasted up to the present day. The three mysterious stone structures are known as the Whispering Knights, the King's Stone and the King's Men, which all take their names from local folklore that surrounded the site since the medieval period. While it might not be as grand or famous as Stonehenge, The Rollwright Stones possess their own unique atmosphere and spiritual energy and have attracted more mystical folklore, paranormal legends 
and strange superstitions than almost any other prehistoric site in England. The oldest of these three monuments is the Whispering Knights, a portal dolem stone circle made up of four upright stones and a large fallen capstone, which looks like a giant doorway facing down the hill. It is a burial chamber, thought to be one of the earliest funerary monuments in all of Britain, with various deposits of cremated human remains having been found there during excavation of the site. Oh, one second. Um, <laughs> did you know that cremated remains, they call them cremains? <laughs> no, I did not. That is, um, They're called cremains. cremains. Also, I can already tell this is going to go south real quick because <laughs> don't fuck with an old grave site. Please don't fuck yes, with an old grave prehistoric. site. Prehistoric old gravesite oh god imagine oh my god imagine like a neanderthal ghost like what would they do <laughs> well if you have you watched ghosts the tv show it's got all no. of the horrible histories crew in who i also oh, who i also no, I want haven't... want to be them but there is like there is a, a caveman ghost amongst those ghosts oh my so god good. that would be just oh. what would you just like throwing rocks yeah. and marveling at fire mm. amazing anyway <laughs> Next is the King's Men, made up of 70-odd individual stones, positioned to form an irregular-shaped circle, approximately 33 metres in diameter. Sorry, I don't, do Americans understand that? Sorry if you don't. I don't uh, know. <laughs> convert it. <laughs> I don't know if I even understand that, so I mean... Finally, the King Stone is a single large stone situated approximately 80 metres north of the King's Men. There have been a number of different interpretations of what the original purpose of the King's Stone was, including suggestions that it may have been a burial marker, a local landmark or guidepost for travellers, or related to astronomical practices in some way. As we've already touched upon, the names of the three Rollwright Stone monuments the King's Stone, the King's Men, and the Whispering Knights, all take their names from an ancient local legend. The legend centres around an Iron-Aged King, sometimes identified as King Rollo the Dane, who was marching through the area with his army on their way to conquer the realm. While passing over Rollwright Hill, the King and his party came across a gnarled old woman, who of course turns out to be a witch. Hell yeah. And she told them that if after seven more strides up the hill, the king was able to see the local village of Long Compton, then he was destined to become the ruler of all of England. While his bemused troops gathered in a circle to discuss the strange woman's prediction, the arrogant and self-assured king Knowing that the village of Long Compton was only over the crest of the hill, boldly strode forward to claim his apparent destiny as King of England. As he went to take his seventh stride, however, the ground in front of him suddenly rose up into a large mound, entirely blocking his view of Long Compton. The old woman began to cackle and declared that, because Long Compton thou canst not see, King of England thou shalt not be. 
Rise up stick and stand still stone. King of England thou shalt be none. Thee and thy men her stone shall be. And I myself an Elden tree. I love the little bit that doesn't rhyme. Yes. Because <laughs> it's modern. Stone English. and none. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, you know what? She's a witch. She's not a... She's a witch. She's not, you know, yeah. a, a poet. And yeah. she know it. She, um, yeah. she knew it. Yeah. 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 Was... I mean, wait, so so she turned him into a stone and turned herself into a tree? Yes. Well, well hang on a second. Hang on. So... <laughs> With these words, the startled king and his men were instantly turned to stone, becoming the solitary king's stone and the stone circle of the king's men, respectively. As the witch prepared to transform herself into an elder tree, so that she would be able to keep watch over the king and his men forever, she noticed a few figures in the distance. These were four of the king's knights, who had lagged behind the main group as they were plotting rebellion against the king. The witch also made sure to turn them to stone, and they became what we now know of as the Whispering Knights, due to the seemingly conspiratorial way in which the stones lean towards one another. How can stones be leaning conspiratorially toward each other? Because they're like leaning or like... All of them are leading towards one another. It's called gravity. To like the <laughs> to like I the mean, center of the circle. Gravity, children, <laughs> pulls things to the ground. Mm. According to local folklore, it is said that one day the witch's petrification spell will finally be broken, and the king and his men will once more become human and continue their conquest of England. It is also said that they temporarily come to life at midnight, during which time the king and his men supposedly join hands and dance in a circle, or venture down to the nearby spring to drink the water. However, if you were thinking about going to the Rollwright Stones to witness this marvel for yourself, be warned. Apparently, if anyone were to ever see the stones transform back into men, they would immediately go mad or die, which I guess explains why no one's ever taken a picture or video of them as proof. Yes, I mean, I must say that's it's a pretty steep price to pay, but <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would love to see a medieval king and a bunch of his friends dancing around and drinking... Mm-hmm. dirty lake water i would really i think that would be worth going crazy for mm-hmm. and it's also like they'll continue their conquest of england like, <laughs> like it's, please it's about time yes <laughs> we need we need we do definitely need an, a new feud um mm. need to uh just usurp this this old this old thing we have on the throne <laughs> oh no not the queen Kidding. we love you we love you lizzie we love you lizzie as for the witch's elder tree It stands between the king's stone and the king's men, and will supposedly bleed red blood if cut while in bloom. It is also a local tradition for people to congregate around the witch's tree and the king's stone on Midsummer's Eve, where, if the tree is cut and bleeds, the king's head will allegedly turn towards it. There are quite a number of other legends associated with the stones, 
one of which says that they help promote fertility, particularly the kingstone, which led to the custom of childless married women praying to or near the stone or rubbing their bare breasts on it in the hope that it would help them become pregnant. I think I know why they can't get pregnant. (laughs) It's just stupid. Like, you think rubbing your tits on a rock will do anything except give you cold tits? No, it won't. Isn't that how you get pregnant? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm... Maybe... Wouldn't it be amazing if humans have been doing it wrong the whole time? Mm. (laughs) And you don't even need to do the sex thing. You just need to just rub your tits on a wall. Mm. It makes sense. Another similar tradition was that around the time of the barley harvest, young women and girls would travel to the stones to place their ears against the whispering knights, which in turn were said to whisper the names of their future husbands. (laughs) That would be scary. Imagine. (laughs) It's like, Dave. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who? Dave. What's his last name? just Dave (laughs) and then you just have to ask every Dave in town if they fancy you amazing just Dave (laughs) like Madonna (laughs) just or Cher what if it was like Michael and you were like shit I hate Michael (laughs) like oh can you go again one more time one more time for good luck re-roll fucking hate that guy (laughs) It is also said that beneath the Rollwright stones, there exists a deep network of tunnels which are home to fairies, who emerge at night to dance between the stones under the moonlight. Some visitors even leave small offerings, such as fruit and bread for the fairies, as they believe that they will be given good luck in exchange. Yet another legend says that if anyone were to ever damage or move one of the stones, they would suffer dire consequences for their insolence. One well-known story tells of a local farmer who wanted to build a bridge across a stream on his land, and so he decided, what better thing to use than one of the Whispering Knights? (laughs) But of course! (laughs) What else? That's the most practical decision. Excellent idea. The cursed rock. After an exhausting ordeal, in which a score of horses was needed to remove the stone and drag it downhill to its destination, the farmer and his helpers finally managed to lay it across the stream. Despite needing so many horses and people to move the incredibly heavy stone, The next morning, the farmer was startled to find that it was no longer laying across the stream, but had instead seemingly turned itself over so that it was only laying on one of the grassy banks. The farmer gathered his horses and once more had them position the stone across the river, but again the next morning, he found that it had mysteriously moved. For three nights this happened, but apparently this wasn't an eerie enough warning for the farmer. It was only when his crops began to fail, multiple members of his family took ill, and a number of his cattle started to die, that he finally decided that it was probably a good idea to return the stone to its original position. What a fucking idiot. He deserves it. 
This time, it only took a single horse to drag the stone back up the hill to the Whispering Knights. And, thankfully for the farmer, all of his bad luck then seemed to instantly stop. <laughs> Evidently, even taking a small piece of rock could prove to be disastrous, as one soldier supposedly chipped off a piece of one of the stones and then took it with him to India, where he promptly caught typhus and died. Well. Which was definitely due to the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to do with it being endemic or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah. Oh no, it's the rock. <laughs> it's the ancient cursed rock. Disease rock. Mm. The pebble of doom. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the pebble of doom. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the fifth one that they've just filmed? <laughs> I think so. There are five? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and Steven Spielberg was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> else. Oh god, mm. please no more. Another very popular piece of folklore says that it's impossible to count the exact number of stones in the King's Men's Circle, which stands at around 70-odd, and that if anyone were able to count the stones three times and find the number the same each time, then they would either die or have all of their dreams come true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really up to you if you want to try. Yeah, a bit of a toss-up. Differ slightly. One story goes that a very determined baker decided that he was going to get a solid count of them once and for all, and so one day he brought a large batch of bread loaves with him to the stones. There, he placed one loaf on top of each of the stones as a marker, but when he went to count them, he found that some loaves had disappeared, seemingly spirited away by some sort of paranormal force, considered by some people to be fairies, and by others, the devil himself. Just the devil just fucking loves bread. Just fucking... <laughs> I fucking oh, love bread. Just a good old loaf of Hovis and he's down. I'd love to imagine just some random fella coming out of the woods and being like, bread! <laughs> just like a crazy homeless just man a who's random like, man, yeah. I'd love that. Just walking out, seeing the bread, <laughs> shrugging to himself and taking it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I'll have that. <laughs> and that, and that. Yeah, what a waste of bread. Honestly, yeah. I was gonna say like like this this baker's gonna do some stupid Hansel and Gretel type shit, and he did. He did. <laughs> what a what a prick. So finally, it wouldn't be right to talk about the Rollwright Stones without mentioning their strong links to witchcraft, other than the main legend associated with them, of course. For hundreds of years, the stones were said to be a meeting place for witches and the aforementioned village of Long Compton in particular had a reputation for witchcraft well into the 19th century, so much so that there was a traditional local saying in the area that there are enough witches in Long Compton to draw a wagon load of hay up Long Compton Hill. What a saying. It's a pretty, it's a pretty lame saying. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that, like, a few people could do that like without magic like not not every saying can be amazing doesn't <laughs> i mean like 
of all the things to say like oh these witches they're so evil they could they could pull all that shit up a hill like i mean you could you could have said like they can pull everyone's head up the hill mm. they could i don't know do some spooky shit but no just <laughs> pulling hay is the yeah. scariest thing they can think of in long compton yeah i mean Jesus. not everyone can come up with like just do it or <laughs> see <laughs> now i Snickers. I know you were, I know that that was a reference to Nike, yeah. but all I can think of is Shia LaBeouf going, just do it! <laughs> the inspiration we all need. I anyway. <laughs> While it doesn't seem that many so-called witches in Long Compton were persecuted or targeted during the witch hunt craze, the village's close association with witchcraft has had some unfortunate consequences. In September 1875, a Long Compton local, 80-year-old Anne Tennant, sometimes known as Anne Turner, was stabbed to death by a man named James Haywood. Haywood, an agricultural labourer, apparently believed that Anne was the head of a local witch coven, and that she and her fellow witches had cursed him. Part of his evidence against her was that she had a number of toads living in her garden. It's a pretty mean thing to call her children. (laughs) Haywood was quickly detained and had no issue confessing to his crimes, declaring to authorities that he knew of a further 16 witches living in Long Compton, whom he was also planning to kill. He was found to be insane and was sent to prison in Warwick, where he eventually died from starvation after refusing all food and drink given to him as he believed it had been bewitched. Another witchcraft-related murder occurred in 1945, just a few miles northwest of Rollwright, where, on Valentine's Day, the body of a hedger named Charles Walton was found pinned to the ground with a pitchfork, with the symbols of the cross carved into his chest and neck. The murderer was never found, but rumours quickly began to spread that Charles had been killed as part of a witchy or demonic ritual. Today, the Rollwright Stones are still a popular meeting place for modern practitioners of witchcraft, such as Wiccans, Pagans, and other groups, all of whom hold regular spiritual ceremonies around the stones, clearly drawn to their incredible history and the powerful, ancient, mystical atmosphere that they still possess. And there we go! Amazing. That was the Rollwright Stones. That was so cool. I I loved that. That was just bizarre from start to finish. (laughs) I love... Medieval British culture is just mm. f- fucking mental. I <laughs> so many parts of that. I was like, wow, they were really, they really feared some strange stuff back mm. then. Like, what was that about? Like, um, either all oh, your wishes come true or you die. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do love it. I mean, I I also love how like clearly someone whoever invented all these stories. They must be fucking laughing by how they got a bunch of ladies to rub their tits all over a rock <laughs> and like to like talk to little rocks. I mean, I'm sorry. They 
they um, arrested that dude for being crazy. Meanwhile, all, <laughs> all these people around them think that these rocks are like magic stones <laughs> that can tell you the name of your boyfriend. Like, come on. This yeah, but wild. In all fairness, wild. he did he did commit murder. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. there is a line like like ah oh, yes, she is a witch. Look, frogs. <laughs> Observe. It's true. Yeah, I, I mean, bet it was just one skeevy little guy that was like, I heard that if you if you rub your boobs on these stones, <laughs> they will help with fertility. <laughs> Please send Bob. <laughs> Please, just one one Bob. One Thank bomb. you. One bomb. <laughs> One bomb. Gosh. But, uh, thank you, Catty. That was that was marvelous. Thank you. Marvelous tale. Gosh. Yeah. I wonder how many. There must be a few stories about like magic stones in England. Oh, yeah, I, I think feel. there are loads. There are loads, <laughs> and it's always like the same of people being turned into stones either by a witch or like a demon. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, that just, that reminds me of the Bible, like Mm. Lot turning into stone, no, salt, a pillar of salt. I mean, I honestly think it's wonderful (laughs) that, that now in the modern world, we look at a bunch of rocks in the ground, outside (laughs) in nature, where rocks go, and we think, oh my God, magic. Like, this also happened in Hong Kong, the government found a circle of rocks which they believe to have been a toilet back in like ancient China and they like revere this site and they give it more respect than they do any member of Hong Kong public <laughs> you know and and it's yeah I just feel like as a as a <laughs> as a race of people as a race of creature we give far too much like we put far too much stock into a bunch of rocks which are found in their natural habitat, aka outside. It's mystical, bro. Like, why? Why they might not be? Yeah, but, well, no, it is. Like, someone put these rocks there for a reason. Probably just because it looked nice. I mean, people, <laughs> you you have a little stone Buddha out there. I mean, <laughs> you put it there. Why? Because it looks nice and yeah. it's a piece of rock, right? I know, but you don't really think of like Neolithic people of just doing stuff because Maybe, it looks nice. Do you not think that they might have mm. gone like, hmm, that's a nice rock. I'll put it there. They were too busy like trying to not get eaten by various but creatures. Maybe they put the rock there to like hide something. <laughs> their, their interior designer Timothy is just one <laughs> more like the exterior designer okay <laughs> Timothy and his rocks just mm. like placing them he's like yes yes I see that I see that perfect measurement love it mm. I love it yeah I mean I don't know I, I I've always found legends about rocks to be particularly hilarious because it's that there's just the fact that someone actually went out of the way to like think all of it up really is just beautiful. Um, inspired by a bunch of rock. Yeah. Love me some rocks. Beautiful. beautiful. Rock and roll. Anyway, <laughs> we hope that you all enjoyed today's episode. Sorry, um, it might be slightly more chaotic than usual. We did we did pause in the middle to eat chicken dippers and watch the first episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Really, which I is think amazing. I think that's the only way that I can do this podcast from now on is if we have a chicken nugget break mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at spookygirlspod and on Instagram at spookygirlspodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygals, and from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. That wasn't as painful as um, I thought.